Blackhawks fans, welcome into the Four Feathers podcast. It's Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese, and we are discussing Hosa Night on this episode, season four, episode eight. Thank you all for joining us so much. Crack them, as my colleague Tony just did. I'll join you in that. Cheers to Marion Hosa, Tony. Cheers, Johnny. It's, uh, it's a great show today that we have in store for everybody, and uh, I think we're not going to be able to live up to everything that happened on Sunday night, but uh, we'll try and recount it as best as we can. Johnny, cheers. Host of forever. Uh, let's let's get into this. How are you doing tonight? Tony, I'm doing well. I still haven't found the perfect place to display this, but my God, this is what we're celebrating tonight. This is the Marion Hosa replica banner for our audio only listeners uh, tuning in. But yeah, Tony, it was an absolute movie on Sunday night. That is the first initial thought that I have that comes to mind when I'm talking about this whole celebration. I don't know about you. It was it was absolutely fantastic. I think movie is is a great way to put it. Um, I think overall the Hawks did an excellent job of honoring the legend of Marion Hosa. Um, and we'll get into some of the sight sounds and reactions to everything, but overall, just what a great display uh that was put on for him and uh i think it served uh as, as some great closure to the area of era of marion hosa with the blackhawks and uh the banner that hangs now in the rafters of the uc uh for everybody to see is on full display 81 greatest greatest free agent signing in chicago sports history uh i'll just say it right there uh deserved every little bit of it johnny uh, let's let's get into some of the details. Yeah, as we kick off that discussion, Tony, I want to build on something that you just said there, and you you used a word there, closure, and you you said that to me multiple times. Uh, but I want you to explain to the listeners. I know the whole gist of it, but explain that that it brought some closure to the whole Marion Hosa situation because obviously his career did not end uh, the way in which many thought that it would. So uh, go, go ahead, uh, elaborate on that for us. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that any Blackhawks fans uh, had an opportunity to really say goodbye to Marion Hosa. I mean, obviously, Johnny, the, the the skin condition that ended his career a little bit early, um, he wasn't really available to the media, obviously, when he was going through most of that. Uh, they didn't really do anything to sort of honor him and his career. Um, you know, you normally see... Uh, a player who leaves or retires. Uh, and obviously this was different because they couldn't really do anything after they traded his contract out. So there was sort of this open-endedness, right? When, when are they going to honor Marion Hosa and what he meant to the city of Chicago? It, it there, there was years where it was just kind of dead air in between, you know, the Blackhawks and, you know, what exactly was going to happen here. And I think being there last year with you uh, when he signed the one-day contract and then the culmination of that being the Jersey retirement ceremony, which was just this past Sunday, I think that that provided sort of that closure to, hey, here's this guy who you go into an offseason. Everybody expected him to be back. Um and, you know, I don't know where you were when you got the news, but it was sort of chilling. Like, you knew things were not going to be as great for the Chicago Blackhawks. Sort of the moment that those reports came out, 
And then he just wasn't around the team the next year. And so that closure is sort of the, you know, the final skate that they offered to some of those guys um, just a few years ago as sort of a promotional thing, but, or one last shift, I believe it was called. Um, but Hosa never really got that. And I thought maybe they'd do something like that for him or, you know, depending on whether or not they would retire his jersey. I didn't really expect sort of the, the movie-esque atmosphere that was provided there. I mean, th- they did a brilliant job. And I think that that closure is, is sort of what I was seeking as a Blackhawks fan, Marion Hosa being my favorite player uh, to ever lace him up. I, I needed something like that. And I think just where I sit here now, it it was awesome to be a part of that celebration. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I just wanted you to explain that because you you and I have talked about this on the phone uh, after a couple two-tree beers um, many a times, Tony. But um, I think that's important. And it definitely was the perfect uh, way to um, kind of close the book on that and, and the way that you just described it there. But man, um, it, when we're thinking about the day uh, of it, Tony, it was, it was basically a holiday. It, it was a Blackhawks holiday of sorts. Um, and it... I think our guy Comiskey put it best. The energy was back in the UC and I know you were honoring mm-hmm. a legend there, but man, um, how far things have fallen, obviously a number of factors uh, playing into that in terms of the rebuild and obviously um, all of the situation that went on early on during last season. Um, but it, it was good to see some of that energy back there. And man, the, life that was in the building when we were all gathered in the atrium and Marion Hosa plus former teammates were all on that kind of catwalk, right? Right mm-hmm. above the atrium. And from that moment when he leaned over and just gave a wave to the crowd, you, you just heard a roar and it, it was something that kind of sent chills down my spine. I don't know about you. Absolutely. I mean, that place was packed shoulder to shoulder, um, you know, kind of right when you walk through security about, 15, 20 minutes after the gates opened uh, into the atrium, Johnny, that place was, was filled up. Um, and, you know, they, they opened the United Center itself about an hour after that. So, you know, everybody was packed in and there's giant displays for Marion Hosa and his entire career. Um, some things were on them were, you know, just uh, maybe a bit off, not edited properly, but um <laughs> You know, th- there was there was giant displays out there for him, uh, a giant banner uh, hanging from the rafters of the atrium uh, that uh, was celebrating Marion Hosa. Obviously, the atrium is always decorated appropriately for whatever event uh, that they're holding, but uh, they went above and beyond. I would love personally to get the giant banner that I was just talking about. I would probably just like, you know, hang it off of my deck and my neighbor's deck and my other neighbor's deck for everybody to see because it was that large. Um, But I mean, you get in there and sort of the same way for the one day contract signing, Johnny, that when you and I were there for that event, that place was packed for this one individual um, and just kind of taking that in and realizing, you know, the the only other times I've, I've seen this for the Blackhawks are the Stanley cup parades, right? That's kind of what it felt like being in there, seeing just seas of red and, feeling that atmosphere and you're right when when he leaned over and waved to the crowd on on both sides i mean the place just erupted and uh yeah just an electric place to be yeah we had talked about it a little bit on the show last week and right what what did i say that it it was kind of going to be in terms of just a setup of the day right uh with the timing of everything it was going to be a rally 
of sorts, the likes of which you had never really experienced in the United Center. Obviously, the games themselves, when you're talking about those Stanley Cup runs, you know, each one of those uh, obviously had an atmosphere to it, and there's nothing that can top that. However, this is a planned celebration. You already knew all the accolades that were racked up uh, by uh, this, you know, uh, outstanding Hall of Fame hockey player. Uh, and, you know, like they had said, I really like the way that they themed it, kind of that he was the missing piece to their puzzle, Tony. Uh, so as we're kind of getting into the depth of what everybody kind of said from Eddie O to his teammates on that pregame panel to, um, you know, uh, anybody who did Danny words who got up there and talked. Um, it, it was really a great way to honor him. And it, uh, like I said, the, everyone was totally bought in uh, to a- everything that was going on there. And rightfully so, uh, because I can't think of another guy more deserving of it. I can't either, Johnny. And uh, you, you bring up a couple other things. If we want to move, Uh, towards the ceremony here, Uh, the first thing uh, that kind of just gets everybody by surprise is, you know, walking out to the podium is Eddie Olchek. And I did not expect that. I didn't expect it one bit. I thought you might see potentially maybe Pat Foley. I thought you might see Jonathan Taves or a, a former teammate come out there and address everybody. Maybe Patrick Sharp as as a TV guy right now. I did not expect Eddie Olchek to come out and be the master of ceremony, so to speak. I, I think the happiest guy in the building was our uh, fellow Four Feathers panelist, Patrick Comiskey, because he has written many a time at ontapsportsnet.com about how Eddie O uh, is the greatest MC. Uh, you know, for any of such ceremonies uh, in Chicago sports. And uh, I think it was a nice touch that, you know, Ma- Marion Hosa was the one that wanted him to come back and be the one to lead uh, that charge on, on that front. And I think that, you know, uh, probably definitely has something to do with uh, how well of a job he did uh, for uh, all of those uh, cup rallies uh, that he emceed back in, back in the day. And the other ceremonies additionally, too, when you're talking about thousandth game, uh, when you're talking about, you know, uh, milestone achievements, thousand points, stuff like that. Uh, Eddie O did it all, and it was excellent to have him back in the building uh, and hear him uh, kind of narrate that for Marion Hosa on Sunday. Yeah, and you know what? Now looking back on it, Johnny, I, I just don't feel that there was anybody else that could have done that. And I'm very happy that, you know, for whatever differences or whatever, uh, you know, bad air there was between the Blackhawks and Eddie, not saying that there was any, but it just it felt that way when he left from the outside looking in that Eddie check was the one there giving that ceremony because it gave this entire thing sort of that rally feel that that Stanley cup, that accolade celebration feel that Blackhawks fans of that generation, uh, you know, can, can put Eddie O's voice to another one of those moments, a big moment in Blackhawks history, Marion Hosa's Jersey going to the rafters. Yeah, right. Uh, Tony, so as we're, you know, kind of, kind of walking through the day here, um, we all got there and hey, we had a full squad out. Uh, the Four Feathers pod was repping in full plus friends uh, out to go and celebrate Marion Hosa. Um, it, it was excellent, Tony. This was something that I don't think we've had that large of a group in terms of everybody there, plus additional on tap guys, plus other friends uh, of the show uh, out there. Um, it, it was a party atmosphere on a Sunday, Sunday, fun day, indeed. 
It was. It was a Sunday fun day. And Johnny, I think that that's probably the largest outing that we've had as a group um, at a at a Blackhawks event um, from Four Feathers and the On Tap crew uh, out there. But that was it was good. I mean, it, it was sort of reminiscent of what we see take place more at White Sox games uh, with everybody uh, there hanging out, hanging around and having a good time. But yeah, we were we were out there in full force and uh, the drinks were flowing, except for when they weren't uh, the. Uh, I think your your bartender guy uh, kind of disappeared there for a little bit <laughs> yeah. before the game started. Yeah, we, we, we can get into that a little bit later, but yeah, uh, you can definitely tell. I think the uh, United Center um, operations is a little bit overwhelmed. Uh, with, I might with, have something to n- say about that. N- n- number of people, yeah. It, we'll get into that, but obviously we, we went and we attended that uh, panel and we were a little bit further back, but uh, I could still hear uh, Sharpie and Keith and Siebs and Hammer all talk about them. It was great to hear them recount some memories, obviously, all of the big ones, the uh Nashville goal um, and, and just talking about him as a player and, and what he meant. And especially it was cool hearing it from, you know, you got a trio of defensemen up there, three, three of the best defensemen in Blackhawks history. And they're talking about how much Marion Hosa helped him. They helped them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the defensive game. So th- that was all cool stuff to hear. But then um, as we go in and get into the ceremony, I think it was a really nice job by the Blackhawks with the uh, coordinated light show with those little wristbands that they had uh, on every seat. So, um, uh, that did well. It had good music selection too. Uh, a couple of EDM bangers that you know I'm always a fan of there. Uh, but it, it just kind of set the stage for for an epic sort of uh, setup in that montage video. Man, the Blackhawks are one of the best in business at doing that. You can go and rag on them for a number of other things, but man, they have they've had always done that well. Doing that ever ever yes ever since the the 2010 Cup, they, they have just been on top of their game with all that stuff. They absolutely have. And like I said, they've had tons of practice doing it, tons of accolades racked up by all of these guys who are part of that core. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you're when you're making videos on the regular for different milestones hit by Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, Marion Hosa, uh, you know, Stanley Cups victories, all that stuff, you got to have a great video production team. And the Blackhawks do. Um, Johnny, that's you're absolutely correct. Uh, I'm going to probably watch that package because, you know, I'm a sucker for Marion Hosa highlight videos and highlight reels and all that type of stuff. Um, So, yeah, I'm probably going to watch that like about a thousand more times within the next 365 days. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, that the the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Um, You know, from the second you walk in, the lights go out and that light show you talked about. Really nice touch. Again, didn't expect that. So uh, another unexpected thing that I thought uh, led to the atmosphere being exactly the way it was. Yeah, right. Uh, and then to the man of the hour himself, uh, as Eddie O dubbed him during that. Um, obviously, like I said, it was great to see Eddie O out there. But Marion Hosa, uh, this guy has always been a class act. I think we've all known that ever since he came to Chicago, ever since his introductory presser, right, uh, after signing with the Blackhawks as a free agent. Um, and through all of it, right, through all of the success uh, that that team had through um, even, you know, la- last uh, spring when he came back to sign that. It- it's never been about him. He's always been a team guy. He's always been right. Think about his play on the ice, right? A two way forward. He's not just about the flashy goals and the- you can do plenty of that. Right. But uh, it- it's never been all about him. And uh, it-, it is just when it- the day was supposed to be all about him, he still carried himself in a manner which was very team like. And it, it was just 
great to see him back up there in person because you know i knew he's uh you know resides over in europe but uh, it's nice to see that the blackhawks want to get him involved further and he has the willingness to want to do so there um but tony but from from his talk anything that stood out from uh, what he addressed the crowd with no i mean i think he was once again super humble um and you've heard that from marion hosa his entire career i mean this guy he has never made it about him. Um, he spent a large portion of his speech just thanking other people, like you kind of mentioned here, um, down to you know members of the training staff, um, the front office, his agent, you know, family, everybody around him. Uh, you know, and he, he brought his family out there as well. Mom, dad were there, wife, kids, um, you know, and all of his former teammates who showed up for him. I know only a couple of them were out there on the ice, but uh there was a suite full of, uh, you know, the rest of uh, guys who had played with Hosa, uh, you know, throughout those cup runs. And, you know, just to see everybody kind of get back together uh, there was awesome and see the, the support that he had from his former teammates. And, you know, he just made it really about them and about the people who helped him along the way get to where he needed to be. Um you know, the only other thing that I can really think of from from his speech that really stuck out was the fact that he, just like all of us, laughed at the city of Detroit. And that was just such a great moment because Detroit sucks and Marion knows it and we know it. And it was just kind of a shared moment between everybody in the United Center and Marion Hosa uh, to all agree that Detroit sucks. And I think that that was that was probably, you know, the pinnacle of uh, what you want to hear from a guy whose jersey number is going up in the rafters is, you know, that he says it never gets old saying Detroit sucks. The uh, moment that you're talking about there, obviously, I thought it was kind of funny uh, in just his own, you know, kind of personal reserve brand of humor. But he said, you know, I'd gone to the cup two other times. And that's when he had mentioned, you know, Detroit and Pittsburgh, obviously the teams that he had previously been on before coming to the Blackhawks and obviously went to the cup final and lost both those. He said, I was beginning to think it was me. That gave me a good chuckle because he's, you know, it obviously wasn't. He was doing everything in his power uh, to help those teams get there and obviously help the Blackhawks get over the hump then well uh, he drew laughter from the entire crowd with that right yeah he engaged the crowd with that and then i love that you know blackhawks fans responded in tone with the uh detroit sucks chant there um i I was loud and proud with that one there tony i'm sure you were as well (laughs) I, i think we all were um and you know that that's just what made this whole entire thing feel special because you could also get a player that goes out there and makes it all about themselves you know like uh you know the way that he handled it, the way that he engaged the crowd throughout his speech and the way that he thanked everybody was just, it was almost the same way uh, that he took a, a microphone out there and spoke to an entire full stadium of Blackhawks fans, the same way he carried out uh, his duties on the ice, Johnny. He, he was always there to, you know, do something productive with everything that he said, um, whether that be engaging the crowd on, on one end or thanking the people that, that got him there. Uh, very, very two-way speech. Very Marion Hosa-esque. Yeah, right. Yeah, very, very allegorical. I uh, love it. it. It was just, uh, like I said, very nice ceremony. Uh, the Blackhawks put on excellent production value. Very, uh, you know, impactful speech uh, that Marion Hosa gave. Excellent setup by Eddie O. Um, it was cool to see all of the former teammates there. Tony, also like how they did it, where they had it earlier. I know some people may, you know, 
depending on your schedule of the day, I guess, it, whether you preferred that or not. I like the setup of it because it didn't feel rushed. And it was then it again didn't delay the game extreme too much. I know I'm it was sure delayed was a little bit. People, but yeah, they might have missed it if they were, you know, but, crying about Justin Fields. Yeah, right. game. <laughs> but the 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 part of it though is that Kane and Taves, two of the guys that shared all of that glory with him so much, along with the others, you know, that, that I mentioned that were on the panel there, they all got to be out there and sit on the ice there uh, and be with them during that ceremony. So um I think that was really important to do so. Um, so I, I like the way that they went about it. And then, um, obviously, you know, so some waterworks when, uh, the, uh, banner started to come up out of the shoot there, uh, and his whole family standing there in the line in front of that, uh, banner raising up to the rafters over at, uh, that opposite end of the UC from where you and I were at. Um, yeah, let's just ask a question. Did you cry when Mary House's number went to the rafters? Yeah, but I think I was crying like well before that, right. Johnny. Um, you know, probably like when the speech started, uh, when you when you saw the videos come on, when you walk out there and the lights go off. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was I was teary eyed from kind of the start of this thing, and even the dude next to me who was just like, you know, there. I think his friends were sitting behind him or whatever. He was starting to tear up and cry about shit, and I'm like, holy shit, the the emotions are coming over me. And, you know, I'm sitting there with my wife and she's kind of teary eyed, too. And you kind of look around and it just felt kind of surreal. It felt kind of surreal. I'll I'll ask you, I mean, at what point? Because for me, it was the the entire thing was very emotional. I mean, this was. This is a guy that won you three cups. I would say it was chills for most of the first part of it, Tony. But then when they ran that video package and they Mm -hmm. used Avicii's remix of a sky full of stars during all of his greatest moments and raising the cup during that kind of, you know, five minute highlight package during the middle of it. And they obviously had all the quotes. Um, they, they had all the, uh, you know, Pat Foley was interviewed on that and a number of different teammates, uh, former players uh, were interviewed on that. But when, when they went to that and you got all the great hosts of moments, uh, the goals, uh, him raising the cup with some Avicii underneath it, that's, that's when the waterworks started coming up in section 320 for me. I, I figured that, that that right there was was a hot point for you, um, but I mean the whole the whole thing was just. I think for everybody, uh, it it hit you with some sort of emotion. It made you feel something um, as a Blackhawks fan, it, and just and that's what you want from this. That's that's exactly what you want from this is to have those heightened emotions. Um, and the Blackhawks delivered uh, once again in that department. I think, you know, the, the banner raising itself uh, at that point, I thought it was going to go up with the rest of the, the other numbers. So I wasn't really prepared. I, I saw the box that was across right. um, the same way that they raised sort of the, the cup banners and everything. I didn't expect it. And this is what hit me. I didn't expect it to go right underneath the 2010, 2013, and 2015 cup banners. Yeah. And when it went up there, I started to think to myself, are they going to surround that banner with the other members of the three-time cup winners? And how cool is it that he is the first one and that we're here witnessing that and I kind of had a, a an interesting vantage point of it 
from where I was in 327 because it was directly across from me. The the yep. video board was sort of right in the way, but that thing was staring me right in the face the entire time. And when you realize that if you're sitting 300 level right there from the opposite end, you're going to have a clear view if they do do this of all of those jerseys together with those cup banners. It'll be interesting to see if they move them over with the other guys yeah, or if it right. remains there. But that to me kind of hit hard that they put his banner right there with those cup banners. That's the first place that it went. There's no word about where it's going to go. And I haven't seen this anywhere, yeah. but I thought the placement was interesting. And that one kind of hit me. Yeah, right. It, it, definitely a good uh, observation by you there. And uh, I'll be interested to see. So when, next time I'm back, I believe it might be, um, yeah, not this next little homestand, but the one after that, um, I should be hashtag back at, at the UC. So I'll report back and see if there has been any movement on it. But if not, and if that is the place that they start to go, um, I mean, we could have, we're, I'm sure at some point here, we're, we're going to have a whole nother show uh, discussing which other numbers should go up there. But uh, it would be interesting to see. And uh, for the for the presentation of it, though, at least on that night, I think that was the perfect spot for it. Because also, then you go and look at where his suite was located during that game. It was kind of below that goal, uh, you know. And he basically, him and his family and everybody, all the other former Hawks that were in that suite had the perfect view of it right there. And then obviously they were looking down the ice as well. Um, so I think that was an interesting touch to it, but um, we, we shall see uh, where it resides uh, in the future. But we'll, we'll report back on that uh, with some photo evidence on the at four feathers pod. Twitter what was interesting accounts. to me too, Johnny, is it seemed a little bit larger than the other banners that were hanging over with the other numbers. Yeah. So I'm going well, to need some further analysis it. on that. It's been a while since they have retired one and, you know, updating just the quality of things, right? Because some of those older banners look a little bit dated in terms of, you know, what, what the logo was for the era or whatever it may be, the stitching on it. And sure, you know, they have the ability to go and touch those up if they need to. But uh, when you think about it, it's been a while uh, since a number has been uh, raised to the rafters at the UC. So, yeah, uh, it while? definitely did look a little bit larger. It's been a while. Um, yeah, been a while. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we shall see. It was interesting. But, man, overall, just a great day. And I, I know they, they lost the game, but they, they at least gave it a fighting chance there um, later in that one. Dude, I, I think we were kind of um, – it, it, the inevitable was going to come. Malkin playing in his thousandth game that night. And, you know, it, for the night, he's the opponent, but, man, had tip to another guy that he will get his number raised to, to the rafters uh, out in Pittsburgh. Right. Um, it was kind of inevitable that he was going to score um, something like that. And then obviously Crosby puts together a huge game, multiple assists uh, has that Crosby's goal late. first goal. Yeah. In, in Chicago. UC. Yep. Yeah, come on. What you just I, piss on the Tony, night? I, you know what I think could have helped their problems. Blackhawks problems. Well, Seth Jones, We'll get to him in a second. But on the second line, early in the game, at least, I know he scored a goal late, that kind of weird bank behind the goal. Marion Hosa? Yeah, they should they, <laughs> they, they should have subbed out Philip Kershev on that wing on the second line with Jonathan Taves and put Marion Hosa there. Yeah, why not? That was my that, that was my take, at least. I thought I was pretty clever for saying Sign him to a one-day contract? I mean, technically, like, realistically speaking, you could do that, Right. I mean, some technicalities there, but yeah, I'm sure some some lawyer can get the paperwork I mean, through. Emergency, 
backup goalies have to be a thing somehow, right? If you could get Scott Foster into an NHL game, they could have gotten Marion Hosa onto the ice. No excuses. What is Kyle Davidson even doing? Right. Did Luke Richardson not take any of that in? Come on. You saw all those highlights there, and you didn't think he could use a little extra push up front? Well, didn't we just <laughs> have Marion Hosa playing in the game, the Hall of Fame game? Like right, a year there's ago. no footage of it like anywhere. There's like one highlight of him just absolutely just destroying a goalie. It still looks like he's got every little bit of it. He's probably still better than most NHL players. Right. That's I mean, sad. shit, Nicholas Jalmerson was going back to play in the uh, SHL, right? He, it, in two days, he's going to make his debut uh, over there. A suit up for his uh, team that he started out with before he was on the Hawks. So it's like, obviously, he's still got some game uh, with them. So, so if you if you took if you took members of the ex Blackhawks who have retired and have won a cup with the team, and you put a team together and you let the current team still have Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, who's winning? <laughs> I mean, you're you're you got, like, you got hosts out you, there, probably Patrick like, Sharp. You, Corey Crawford's your goalie. Like usually when we talk about these things, Tony, it's like kind of just like for the 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 rah-rah of it, right? But when you're talking about the state of the Blackhawks and the rebuilding situation that they're in, you might actually have a point there and that the alumni would win. Yeah. I mean, Jalmerson obviously on the blue line. I mean, if even if even if you can't find Corey Crawford, Keith's Keith has already penciled in for 40 minutes that night. So. Yeah. I mean, so it, <laughs> this is over already. I would love, I would love to see the fan duel lines on like former Hawks. Yeah. The alumni are favored. Like yeah. The alumni are favored. Yeah. <laughs> Just ridiculously. It's it, that's the thing. That's what's sad about some of this still as a Blackhawks fan is you can look at these guys and like, right. see what they're still doing and know Hey, they they might actually have a fighting chance, if not be the favorite in a game right now. I mean, Max Domi probably pots one at some point and gets into a fight with Adam Burrish, but you know, you never know. You never know how that all shakes out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Dave Bennett said, put all those ex players on the ice. They would smoke what's playing out there right now. So, yeah. Uh, kind of what we were driving at there. Um, all right. Let's talk a few other roundup things from Hosa Night here and close the book on this, Tony, because it was an excellent day. Um, obviously, we've got plenty of uh, content going back and look at Four Feathers Pod on Twitter and Instagram for uh, all, all of our content from uh, that day there. But um, I see you're wearing a new sweatshirt there. You're a big yes. hoodie guy, and it looks like you got a stylish new one there. Go, go ahead and show that off because i know that yeah, was I did. an acquisition there this is this was an acquisition at the uh at the hosa night 81 oh, with uh yeah isn't that that's beautiful. beautiful absolutely beautiful it comes with the uh the little black Hawks patch on the side um i don't think this thing's left my body since i walked out of the united center on sunday night right you know obviously i've, I've taken it off once or twice but it's just it's super comfortable. It's got Marion Hosa on it, and it's my new favorite hoodie. You'll see me in this all the time. I mean, yeah, I think I think the designs that once again, you know, we talk about the production that they always do. The, the, the surrounding merchandise and promotion that they do for it is always nice as well. I remember when Patrick Kane played in his thousandth game. I've got that mm-hmm. nice one Kane shirt. I thought this was a cool one as well because it was like the it, it was eighty one on the right chest, right the but black shirt. It, it, yeah, but then it yeah. turned into like the one was the also first line of the H 
that turned into 81. So host 81 technically at the front, but then it said Hosa and it was all integrated really cool. Um, just like that Patrick, you know, one cane was uh, on that shirt that I have. So that might be one that I picked up. I did not uh, go and get any merch. I was kind of dialed into all the ceremonies and everything that was going on um, uh, during that. But uh, I do believe on the Blackhawks store online that they still uh, are selling through some of that merch. That, that, that was cool stuff. But overall, let's wrap it up with, um, you know, coolest moment, uh, cool observation that you had uh, from the night before we talk a little bit of short trip short uh, Blackhawks news here uh, relating to the current team uh, before we get out of here. I mean, I think the coolest thing that happened that entire night was that the Stanley fucking cup came into the building. Yeah. Um, right. There's only so many times in your life where you're in the same building with the Stanley cup. And obviously as Blackhawks fans over the past, you know, decade plus here, we've been sort of accustomed to seeing the Stanley cup in and around Chicago and with Chicago Blackhawks players. Those days have sort of subsided over the past seven years, and it felt like we haven't seen the Cup in way too long. I did not expect the Stanley Cup to be in the United Center. I didn't expect it to be with Marion Hosa and his former teammates on the ice. And to just be there right there when Eddie Olchek said that's some rare air, it was. That was rare air. And I think that not only added to the ceremonies, but then throughout the game, uh, the, the cup eventually made it to the suite with the former players and Hosa and everybody in it. And to be kind of like right above him and take a picture of Marion Hosa hoisting the cup in front of you know, a, a fucking close to sold out crowd on a Sunday night in November in the year 2022, man, that is one of the coolest moments ever. I think that was the, just the pinnacle of the night right there. Um, just brings back so many memories, so many memories uh, that, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to forget. And I don't want to forget that night either, Johnny. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I think the the speech was really well done, and you know the kind of thinking of everybody that Hosa did from you know the training staff, support staff on the Blackhawks to former teammates to his family, his daughter's absolutely adorable uh, during that whole thing. So it was you know all really touching during that. But the moment that thing reached the rafters, um, th that's when you know it was solidified because we make a whole big deal out of these sort of um, ceremonies themselves. And yes, don't get me wrong, they're great and we'll be able to go and remember this and we can have this podcast and go back and listen to it and talk about the memories and stuff like that. But what's going to stay there? What are people going to see for years and years and years? For as long as the Blackhawks continue to exist to be an NHL franchise, that number up in the rafters there. Shit, even when you're at a Bulls game, when you're at a concert at the United Center, you can go and look up. You can go and look up. You can go and see it. So that, that was definitely the moment. It all became very real. Um, so that, that was definitely... Um, I would say my favorite moment of it. Other than that, I think before also too is cool um, when the energy was still bubbling, right? Still building um, early on. It was when he waved over uh, that kind of catwalk within the atrium because everybody was just so amped up to see him. And then former teammates too. It wasn't we were obviously excited for Hosa? That's what everyone was there for. But 
you had the other guys. You had Hammer. You had Sharpie. You had Keith. You had Seebs all up there. And everybody just gave him a nice warm reception back. Uh, it felt good. It felt like a Blackhawks family event there, Tony. So uh, those are kind of my favorite moments of the night. So excellent night. Host night was a success. This is uh, season four, episode eight of the Four Feathers podcast. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Let's talk a little current Blackhawks stuff right now, Tony. Mr. Seth Jones, another guy we talked about for a little bit on last week's show. Um, he is going to make an earlier than expected return. Uh, he's planning to play Wednesday night in Dallas, his hometown Blackhawks play the stars on blackout Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. And it's a little bit of a surprise to me, Tony, because last week on that Wednesday, Luke Richardson said it was going to be seven to 10 days before they'd even do another X-ray on his thumb. And now he's going to just wear a split and say, fuck it and go and suit up. I love it. Hey, you want maybe Marion Hosa had to talk with them about, uh, being a long-term contract signed player with the Chicago Blackhawks and said, get your ass out there. Uh, who knows, but I'm happy to see Seth Jones back. Pleasant surprise. I think he's going to really help this, this blue line, uh, kind of solidify. I don't think that you have as many just gaps within the blue line when you have your best, best defender out there. I don't know if he's your best defender. I think Connor Murphy might still be kind of, up there as a, a more stay-at-home guy-ish type than, than Seth Jones. He's still Jones, your but number one defense. He's still your number one defenseman. Yeah. So having him back in the lineup is going to help. Obviously, you saw this Blackhawks team, Johnny, perform much better with Seth Jones on the ice in the early going. So let's see what he brings back here. I know, obviously, he's still kind of battling something, but this is the kind of toughness that you and I are not used to seeing. Uh, right. whether that be with uh, our Chicago White Sox or sort of uh, the Blackhawks of late, where they're just getting kind of battered up. Here's yeah, a guy right. that's going to say, you know, fuck it, I'm coming back out. That's what I want to see from Seth Jones. That's the cool yeah. and tough attitude that I want to see. Right, absolutely. No, you know, we, you talked about that, uh, them missing him, obviously, um, in terms of scheme and all of that. But, man, just go and look at the record. And I know they weren't supposed to be good this year, and maybe this is a coming back down to reality sort of stretch here. But they're 2-6-2 and two since Seth Jones went out of the lineup. So that's overall 2-8. and eight. Great, because those last two columns are still losses there. They just happen to push a couple of them into either shootout or overtime. So they're they obviously missing Seth Jones. And, Tony, something that we had talked about um, a little bit that we want to see the offense from Seth Jones and sure it might be a little bit of a struggle at first getting back into it um, and especially if he's wearing a little bit of a brace uh, on his thumb there um, however you, you can't deny that his speed his size uh, his you know minute munching ability um, makes an impact on this team and then not only does it you know make an impact when he's on the ice but him being able to take up so many of those minutes then helps the other guys on the back end stay fresh. So you don't get his brother, Caleb, getting roped into situations where he gets minus five sorts of nights. You don't have Alec Regula getting absolutely battered and bruised uh, by the St. Louis Blues forward group. Uh, He's you got to come don't, back and protect his brother you don't, plus minus. You, you, you keep Philip Ruse, a guy who's still you know learning the game, the game at the NHL level, right? A rookie guy. You, you don't overexpose him because Seth Jones is there to go and eat those extra minutes uh, in whatever situation it may be. So um, his return will be big uh, for the Blackhawks. I'm looking forward to seeing him back. And, you know, maybe another factor in this, Tony, too, because these guys, these guys are people outside of it, right? Seth Jones is a Dallas kid, hometown kid. It's Thanksgiving on Thursday. I don't know where the Joneses are meeting for Thanksgiving, but if he's going to be in Dallas, in that area anyway, 
you might as well suit up and play if your team's there the night before, right? Chad. I like that. I like that uh, tinfoil hat theory there, Johnny. Yeah. I, 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 just throwing it out there because that uh, was, you know, made a note of it. And I know uh, the uh, Joneses are, uh, you know, Texas originated there, um, both him and Caleb there. So um, it's, uh, you know, just something to think about there. But either way, it'll be good to see him back. And uh, the Dallas Stars uh, team that um, they, they took the avalanche wire to wire. I was watching that game on Monday night here. So um, they, they did end up losing. Uh, I believe that was a shootout um, loss for them. So, they're going to be rearing to get back uh, into it. And the Blackhawks will be looking to kind of reverse a trend because they're on a skid right now. Like I'd mentioned that kind of stretch coincides with when Seth Jones went out. So hopefully uh, him being back can bring some other good vibes. I know we'll probably be consuming numerous beverages um, on blackout Wednesday as is tradition, but I want it to be a Blackhawks Wednesday because then we're following up with Blackhawks Friday. Fuck online. Hey, shopping, watch I, want, I want the, I want the Blackhawks the blackout victory beers to taste better if we're going to do this. So that's all I've got to say. Yeah. Right. I'm right there with you. So, um, yeah. And once again, they follow that up. They're playing around the holidays. Once again, back home, uh, Friday, it's a uh, one o'clock start. So afternoon game, uh, on black Friday, we're calling it Blackhawks Friday. So, uh, feel free to join in on that. Fuck online shopping, watch some hockey. That, that's my take on it. Tony, I don't know about you. I usually get some of those, uh, things done online previously, um so friday full attention during the day at least on the hawks there you go i mean it's it, it makes sense um i like black hawks friday black out hawks wednesday i mean it's just a black hawks you know uh bookended thanksgiving little celebration that we got going on here Yep. All right. And I can't wait. Make sure to follow along uh, at Four Feathers Pod on Twitter and Instagram uh, for all of our content from uh, those games. So um, go ahead and tap Sportsnet too uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well. And check out ontapsportsnet.com uh, for all of our coverage, Blackhawks news and updates all season long. So, Tony, share a final thought with me as we head into the Thanksgiving holiday here. Um, they're wrapping up Marion Hosa night. Blackhawks, you know, sort of holiday stretch coming up here, and then we'll sign off. Hey, final thoughts, Johnny. I'm excited to see what Seth Jones brings to the Blackhawks once again. Uh, obviously, you mentioned a lot of the, the the coinciding sort of slide that they've been on and uh, very different than what the early returns were this season. I'd like to see the Hawks get themselves back into sort of a, a little bit more competitive hockey. Obviously, we've had a couple – sort of fake rally type things, but uh, you want to, you want to see some more entertaining hockey, I think is, is overall what you're looking for. If you're a Blackhawks fan right now, uh, they were uh, way better than expected. And right now I think they're kind of more where you expected them to be, but uh, I'd like them to bring it to sort of a happy medium of still some, some games that uh, you know, you're getting surprised with and see that talent kind of flow through. Um, so just looking for some of that momentum to come back. Uh, the host of the night was awesome, man. Uh, once again, uh, it was awesome to be there with you, the rest of the four feathers crew and, um, you know, more on tap sports net people who were there in attendance for that. Just a special night, something that we'll remember forever. The beers were flowing. We were cracking them, having a good time, um, all together. And, uh, can't wait to get back out to the UC and do that again with, uh, uh, the same group. Um, just uh just a great Sunday and uh you know onward and upward for the Hawks here. 
Yeah, right. Uh, Like you said, I am looking forward to Seth Jones being back as well. What I'm also looking forward to is a little bit more of that uh, bite to their game. Uh, That is what I am looking for, and that is what helped them. I know that they weren't uh, offensive darlings by any means of the imagination when they were kind of on that stretch uh, of winning some games earlier in the season. Uh, However, instilling that mentality that Luke Richardson wants, playing a little bit harder on the forecheck, being a little bit harder to beat to the center of the ice uh, in their own zone is what I am looking for uh, in these games surrounding the Thanksgiving holiday. Other than that, I think we covered everything on Marion Hosa Day. Um, earlier. So I'm just going to sign off with this. Hosa forever. Hosa forever.